This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio to talk about money for an hour. And by the way, happy Derby weekend, Alan. Happy Derby weekend to you. This so, is a, a great weekend. So y'all have a um, a posting on the Mercurio Wealth Advisors Facebook page that the guy listening might be interested in. Yeah, the uh, it's been, I guess, last week I, I went out and posted a uh, a question to everybody that's following the page. You know, is what's your favorite Derby activity? Uh, it's been... You know, there's a, there's so much that goes on the the two weeks prior to Derby, leading up to the race, and and some earlier races too, like Friday's Oaks Day and Thursday they call a Thurby now, which is more of the locals day at the track. And so there's lots of things that you can do, lots of activities you can participate in, some some goofy ones, some more real organized ones, and and I just like to see what what everybody's uh activity has been over the last couple of weeks and what they enjoy doing during this time of year. And it's, and this is also just comes at a great time because that's when the spring is really in full bloom most of the time and, and all the flyers are out and uh, hopefully the pollen is starting to get <laughs> behind us a little bit. And so everybody just is ready to get outside and, and Derby's just a great time to do that. Well, Alan, what's your favorite event? So when my kids were little, the favorite thing that we did was the Churchill Downs opens up the track for the week prior to Derby, and they call it Dawn at the Downs, where you can go over to, you can actually come into the the track at, uh, gosh, we used to go in at like 6 a.m., and you could walk around pretty much wherever you wanted to. You have to have special entrance into the backside of the track if you wanted to go back there where the, where the stables are and everything. But, yeah, they don't let me back there. But the right, but the uh, but anywhere else you could walk around and you could see different vantage points in the track. And I took the kids up there, I guess two or three years in a row, and we'd have breakfast. We'd start out by having breakfast, and we'd go go to the track and walk around. And it, I mean, it was just kind of neat to see all the history and everything. That's always been our favorite thing. We got to go to Thurby. My wife and I would go to Thurby with a couple other folks for about two or three years as well. Thurby being that Thursday kind of the same thing as Derby day, except for it's all the locals, everybody, all the ladies are wearing the nice hats and the guys are all dressed up in their real flashy colored suits or jackets and everything. So that's always fun. And then years and years ago, way before this recent expansion and everything, they used to open up central Avenue, which is the road that runs right behind Churchill downs. And, uh, there was a bunch of houses there and, and they just close off that road and people could walk around and it was just a massive party the night before derby people would walk around i remember walking down there one time and some guy's pushing a grocery cart and he's got a full keg of beer in his grocery cart and he's walking around handing out cups of beer and stuff like that so it was just kind of pandemonium back there they don't do that anymore but i guess my favorites probably the the dawn at the downs and thurby was the two that i stick most closely in my mind I'm going to have to go get a shopping cart now, Alan. <laughs> I like that idea. All right. Hey, so I don't, think, I don't think they'll let you do that anymore. All right. So on the show, it's come up over and over the 4% rule. And we did a little digging for the guy listening here to find out where this thing started. And mm-hmm. it looks like if you do a couple of searches online, the credit goes to a fellow named Bill Bingen. He is the retired financial planner that says, his concept was developed 30 years ago that says you can take 4% off of your assets and pretty much have a, a spin down that'd be slow enough that you will not outlive your money. First off, your thoughts on the 4% rule and then how it applies. Well, I think that the the thing that you have to remember about any of these rule of thumbs is that that's exactly what they are. It's a good starting spot and it's a good place to kind of get your plan started. It may not work exactly for you. I think that the 4% rule has been kind of talked about over the last several years, over the last real, 
probably the last decade or so as to being a little outdated. And especially now when you're starting to look at current inflation levels up around eight and a half, nine percent, you have to take that into consideration, even though you know, Mr. Benjamin looked back over the the history of inflation when he was talking about this and said, okay, well, even with, you know, an average inflation rate of 3%, this should still work. But we do look at it for very strongly when we're starting to build an income plan, because one of the things that we focus on when we build a plan is what we call the burn rate. How fast are you burning through your money, which is the same thing here. Are we burning through it at 4% or more, or are we less than that 4%? So I do kind of use it as a as a benchmark for that. Cause if we start popping over that 4%, then I do see the plan starting to get in trouble in later years. But, uh, I do think that's probably a little bit strong now. I believe you probably should be somewhere closer to that 3% level, or maybe even a little less than that. If you can stay below that, as far as what you're actually withdrawing out of your retirement accounts. Well, I haven't actually put this in a spreadsheet, but we have about 10% inflation over the last year. And I see no reason why, we couldn't have 10% inflation for the next year, even two years or so. I don't see how the 4% rule can survive when inflation runs that high for that long. Well, and again, if you go back and look at inflation's history, if you look back at the uh, late 70s, early 80s, we had about three or four years of double-digit inflation. You go back to 74, we had one year of about, I think it was around 11 or 12% inflation. Uh, and then back in the 40s, we had some more double-digit inflation. So uh, even though inflation is really high right now, and I think it is, I agree with you, I think it is going to go on for the next year or maybe two um, before this starts to get under control, that we have had this in the past. And I think that that's where you have to kind of realize that it's not going to stay in that high level of inflation probably for a long period of time. It will come back down to uh, you know a lower level at some point. but you know, here's an interesting concept that the reason we're, I think we're in this situation with high inflation now, and I do think that we're going to probably see higher taxes later is because where we are with all the debt we have in the country, we're over $30 trillion in debt right now. And I think that is huge. I mean, especially back in 2008, we were right around $10 trillion in debt. And I want to make this comment just so I can kind of get this out there for people to think about this. I say, you know, you hear these numbers, trillion, billion, all these numbers, and you really don't think about how, what that truly means or how much money that truly is. But if I was, James, if I was sitting there handing you a dollar every second, it took me, you know, I'm handing you a dollar for every second that goes by, how long do you think it would ha- take me to hand you a million dollars? 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Yeah. No idea. It actually would take 12 days for me to hand you $1 million. Okay. If I'm handing you, if I'm handing you a billion dollars, it would actually take me 31 years to hand you a billion dollars at $1 per second. 31 years. Actually, it's over 31 years. If I'm handing you a trillion dollars, it would take me over 31,000. I think it's 31,600 years to hand you $1 trillion. Yet our government has gotten us into so much debt over the years, we have went from $10 trillion in debt to $30 trillion in debt since 2008. So people ask all the time, or do you think taxes are going to go up in the future? I think we have, there's no choice that taxes are going to go up in the future. And I don't care politically which side of the aisle you're on. I think that, you know, each political party, all of us in in general are going to have to realize that sooner or later that debt's going to be paid or somehow be, you know, absorbed. So those are the things that I think you have to kind of think about when you start thinking about, okay, is the 4% rule going to work for me to pull money out of your account? And how does that going to, how am I going to make it through my retirement plan? Yeah. I, uh, a rule that I like to use to demonstrate what a, how big a trillion is, is everyone kind of gets how big a, a million is, you know, like a million dollars sounds like a lot of money or just a lot of right. anything, a lot of rice. A trillion is one million, one millions. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. It, yeah. It's insane to think about that. And, you, and when you start putting it in perspective like that, it starts to kind of sink in a little bit. So I think that that's where we have to kind of start to think about, okay, how do we, make sure that we're building these plans so that it can survive. You know, if, if you're right, let's say the, you know, the inflation ca- continues on at, you know, eight or 9% for the next 10 years, 
what does that do to your retirement plan? How does that actually change? Are you going back to work? Probably so. A lot of us probably go back to work if that was the case. So you have to be careful. All right, Alan, tell me some, uh, some other rules of thumb that the guy listening might be interested in. Well, there's the uh, rule of 72, which basically says if you take whatever rate of return you're receiving and divide it into 72, that that's how long it'll take your money to double. So that if you're earning a, a 12% rate of return, which is probably not likely, but if you were earning a 12% rate of return and you consistently earned that 12% rate of return, your money would double in six years. Or vice versa, if you were earning a 6% rate of return, your money would double in about 12 years. So that's a you know mathematical you know calculation that you can look at. Uh, the rule of one hundred is another one that we hear a lot about and we uh, do pay attention to, but it's again a rule of thumb. But it's basically says if you're one hundred years old, you subtract your age, and whatever the answer is is what you what part of your portfolio you should have at risk. So if you're if you're 60 years old and you subtract it from 100, about 40% of your portfolio should be at risk, meaning in the stock market, something that can go up and down in value. The other 60%, your age, should be something that's fairly secure, fairly safe, especially if you're on the short end of in, uh, investing. Maybe you didn't get started till later in life or you uh, are uh, saving money and, and you you know just got a smaller amount. And what happens is what we see a lot is the folks that are – in that situation where they may get, maybe got started later, paid for the kids' college and everything, and now they're saving for themselves, they try to be more aggressive. And that may not be the answer to what you need. You may, especially if you're on that shorter end, you may want to be a little bit, uh, you know, less aggressive to, to do that. All right. Happy Derby weekend. We want to remind you, go to the Mercurial Wealth Advisors Facebook page and let Alan know what's your favorite Derby activity. Maybe we'll read some of the posts on a future show, perhaps. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, no promises there. It has to be a good post. But if you have a question for Alan, uh, you want to go to one of his events or you want to call him for the office, it's 502 273 1188. And the website is Louisville's Retirement Coach.com. Yeah, I, I know it's not easy to remember phone numbers, but you can re- remember Louisville's Retirement Coach. Stay put. I'll be right back with Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. You're listening to Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton and Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurio Wealth Advisors. 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio with me to talk about what the heck is going on with the stock market. It goes up, it goes down. People get all excited when it goes up. People get heartbroken when it goes down. The down part is where it gets really spooky and people do like a panic sell. And so uh, Investopedia's Brian Beers actually describes it like this. He says, during volatile times, many investors get spooked and begin to question their long-term investment strategies. This is especially true for novice investors who can often be tempted to pull out of the market altogether and wait on the sidelines until it seems safe to dive back in. So, Alan, what do you think about that quote? Are you guys focused? What are y'all focused on when the market starts to uh, take back some of what it's given? Well, I mean, I think the, the main thing that we try to instill in our clients is that they set up a plan for a reason. You got to go back and remember what the reason for that plan is and how you actually started it what that purpose is. And the way we set up plans at Mercurial Wealth Advisors is we just follow a certain formula. So regardless of what the market does, 
your portfolio is going to be protected in some manner. I mean, we use a protected asset class that we're going to put some percentage of your assets in. So the way I like to look at it is if we, just in simple terms, if we have 50% of your assets protected and 50% of your assets in the stock market and the market does what it's doing and goes down, say, you know, 10 or 15%, technically your portfolio in general is only down about half of that. So that's why we try to build it that way. We want to make sure that your plan is going to survive and going to make it all the way to your end. We we always look at age 95. I know a lot of people say, well, heck, I'm not living in 95 or whatever. But what if you do? You want your plan to survive that. So you want your, your investment strategy to survive that too. When we build a plan, typically what we'll do is we'll say, okay, well, what if we only earn five to six percent uh, as a rate of return over the lifetime of the plan. If it's going to survive that, then, you know, obviously it's going to hopefully going to make it through everything else. And these types of pullbacks in the market are expected. You know, they're always there. They're going to come back or it's always going to pull back at some point. And you just have to be willing to ride that part of it out, at least with part of your portfolio. All right, so let's talk about ways to soften the blow a little bit so it doesn't feel like uh, we're giving back everything we just earned. Because I was doing so good in the bounce back from the big coronavirus Mm. tumble, and so I thought I was doing great. Oh, I've got like 30% returns in the last year or so. And now it feels like I'm giving some of that back. Yeah, and I think that it does tend to feel that way. You start to watch your portfolio go down in value, and and obviously if, if all of it is going down, at the same time, it starts to hurt a little bit. But as again, as we try to build our portfolios for our clients, we're using some protected assets in there. So normally not all of the portfolio is falling. And you got to keep in mind when we're even when we're investing our clients in the market, it's not 100 percent in the stock market. So you might have some other alternative investments in there. So even that, you know, if the S&P is down 10%, you're, typically your portfolio is not going to be down 10%, or at least our clients are not. But a way to soften that blow is to use some of the dividend-paying stocks and go back to the basics, really. I mean, this is what we've done for years and years, is to invest in these companies that pay back some of their earnings to their shareholders. Those are in the form of dividends. So let's assume that you can build a portfolio, and, and you can, you build a portfolio that's paying you know, average of 5% in dividends. And your portfolio is down 7% by the end of the year. Well, if you get your 5% in dividends, then technically you're really only down about 2%. So, yeah, it hurts to, to give that money back, but to stay invested is the key part of your portfolio. And you have to make sure that you're not tempted to jump out at the wrong time, because it, if you do, you're liable to miss the big bounce back when it bounces, and it always bounces. Let me give you an example on how the dividends actually would work in a, something you might actually understand a little bit better. Let's assume that you we went across the street out here and we bought a property, a real estate property for $100,000. And you're charging $500 a month rent on that property. So $500 a month, that's $6,000 a year. So on that $100,000 investment, that's a 6% yield, right? So if that property went from $100,000 in value down to $90,000 in value, most of us aren't going to sell it because it's producing that $500 a month rent. It's the same concept with dividend stocks. You buy the stocks, they're producing some income coming back into the portfolio so that you're, even though the stock might be going down in value, you're still getting some give back or getting some income coming back into your portfolio so it helps soften the blow of that downturn in the market. Yeah, and selling it sounds like a double punch because you lose the dividend and you sold while the stock was low. So you just lost on both fronts, it sounds like. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, and I, I, the key part is is that when you commit to this, when you commit to a dividend-paying strategy, you have to really commit for a year because those dividends are paid out throughout the course of a year. So you're not going to get it all at once. And you will see your portfolio drop a little bit in value, but you should get that income back over that course of the year as, as long as you maintain that strategy. Well, is it too late? Should we already have adjusted our 401k investments or is this something we can do after the markets have already gone into this volatility cycle? I think you can still do it. I mean, it's I was researching this past week and I saw a couple of dividend paying stocks, actually energy stocks, oil company stocks that are paying a 6% dividend. So you can still jump in there, grab those stocks for a period of a year or so, enjoy that income coming in. 
and then hopefully you'll get some rebound out of the stocks as well. All right, so switching gears, we hadn't heard much about President Biden's tax plan in a while. You know, there's a lot of other things that are kind of crowding out the headlines, but is there still a concern Mm -hmm. for investors that our taxes are going to go up? Well, there's always a concern. The key part that you have to kind of look at is where have we been in the last few years and where are we likely going? You know, I I do agree. I think that a lot of the the Biden tax plan has kind of been put, I don't want to say on the back burner, but it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. A lot of people aren't paying attention to it. And that's the dangerous part, because a lot of times when politicians start talking about making changes and they change them in the wee hours of the morning, we as the public don't really see those until they're already approved and we're living them. But, you know, I think that you have to, as an investor, you really just have to know what your liability, your tax liability is going to be, especially going into retirement. I mean, look at it this way. We've invested all these years. We've put money into these accounts. We don't really have any tax liability going into the accounts, but we definitely have a tax liability coming out. So you need to know what your tax bracket is and how that affects your income, what kind of tax obligation you're going to have at that point, and just truly understand what triggers the different types of taxes like capital gains and taxes on dividends and things like that going into pulling this part of the money out of your portfolio. All right. So even if no legislation passes, we already have it set up to where that top tax rate and I guess some other taxes are going to expire and go back up to where they were before the Tax Cut and Jobs Act that passed in, I guess it was 2017. Do you think that's going to happen? Actually, I think that it'll, I think the current administration will probably change it before that happens. But you know, it's set to happen regardless. So yeah, I mean, even even if the current administration doesn't get anything passed as as far as new tax laws, I, you know, we are going to see the tax rates jump back up to the, I think the top rate was uh, 39.6 and then it's 37% now. So you will see a, a tax increase regardless of whether the, the current administration changes anything or not. Yeah. And I really feel like those uh, tax rates are going to go up for the top tax bracket because politically speaking, no one defends the evil, evil rich people. And also the corporate tax rates probably going to go up, if not back to the 35 percent, it'll probably go up from what it is now because it's not real politically popular to be defending evil corporations acting all the corporation. Mm. So, yeah, I'm pretty concerned that tax rates are going to go up. Well, I think that as part of your financial plan, we talk about this all the time with our retirement 360 bundle is a retirement plan is not a retirement plan. If you don't have a tax plan to go with it, you've got to understand what your tax obligation is going to be going into retirement. And this is a key time or a perfect time for us to really start talking about what that retirement 360 bundle can offer. And if you're, you know, as you're listening this morning, if you haven't done this before, if you haven't heard us talk about this before, every week I talk about our retirement 360 bundle and we've, helped literally hundreds, if not thousands of people with their retirement plans over the years. And it really just helps you make good decisions about your retirement plans as you get closer to retirement. So the Retirement 360 bundle is a process. It's a proprietary process that we've set up over the years at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. And it really addresses five key areas of retirement. It helps you identify where you are right now. So a lot of folks will come into our office, they'll ask us, how am I doing? Where am I at with my plan? Am I going to make it? Or, you know, they just want to know that they're going to be okay. So it'll address that. It'll actually give you a score. Part of the plan is, or part of the reports are, is called the scorecard. And it's actually going to tell you what your probability of success is going to be if you lived age 95 with your current plan. And then we'll, we'll actually address, okay, can we improve that? Can we change that a little bit with our retirement 360 game plan? So the game plan is where we'll actually put it in our computer system and say, okay, if you were a client of ours, this is how we would do it. This is how we would structure your investments. This is how we would protect some of the investments. This is the rate of return we would try to get. This is how we would lower some of the fees and expenses and so forth. But we actually create that plan. Part of that plan is an income plan. Where is your income going to come from in retirement? Is it going to come straight from your IRA accounts or your 401k accounts? Or do you have some kind of a pension Hopefully you're going to have social security or railroad retirement or something like that as a, as a base. And then we can help build onto that base, maybe create a pension plan if you don't have one for you. So that's that income plan. It's so important in retirement. Next, we build a tax map. So the tax map is that tax strategy. How are you going to pay the taxes in retirement? What's the tax rates going to look like when you're pulling money out of your accounts? How do we reduce the tax liability if we can? 
we build that tax map as part of your strategy. And then finally, we'll set you down with an attorney to really go through your trust, your wills, your powers of attorney, all the documents that you need to have on point. So if something happens to you, your family will, will revive that as well. And they'll be able to, to do this, get the assets that you have left in the most tax efficient manner possible. All this is part of the Retirement 360 game plan. If you'd like to do this for yourself, give us a call, 502-273-1188. That's a uh, call directly into our office. And you can set up a time to meet with me or one of the advisors on our team to really go through your Retirement 360 game plan and really understand what your options are going into retirement. All right, that's Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Coming up next on Retirement 360, we're going to look at how the people have developed a plan for tax-free money as part of of their retirement plan. That's coming up next on Retirement 360. If you missed a show and want to catch up with Alan and Troy and the latest retirement planning topics, click on the media tab at louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors talking about money with you. And in 2020, more than half of all Americans were covered by some type of life insurance. So a good number of people see life insurance as a pretty useful tool to protect their families and loved ones. But the question we want to address today, Alan, is not really do I need life insurance, but rather do I need life insurance for my retirement? Yeah, that's a good question. And the answer is the standard answer, obviously. Everybody's different. So everybody's plan is going to be different. And this is a great topic to really bring out and talk about on the show because life insurance, like many other investments, is just a tool, a different tool in the toolbox, just like a mutual fund, just like a stock, just like an annuity. These are different tools that do different things. And, you know, the question is, do I need life insurance in retirement? Well, maybe because it could do some things for you in retirement that you may want because it potentially could provide you some tax-free income. It could potentially provide a tax-free estate to your family, but it's a tool that will you know do different things. And it's not just a death benefit that everybody thinks of life insurance as. It is a tool that can provide other benefits. And I think that's the thing that you got to look at. Okay. So that just brings up a lot of questions. What questions do I need to ask myself to try and determine if I do need life insurance in my retirement years? Well, all right. So one of the things that just comes to mind is as you get older, as we get older, we have a concern. Most of us have a concern about long-term care, whether we were to go into a long-term care facility, for instance, or get sick and go into a nursing home or what have you. And For many, many years, long-term care insurance has been the answer to that, just traditional long-term care insurance, where you pay an insurance company a premium every year. And it's usually pretty high because you're not buying this until you're, you know, normally 65 or 70 years old. So you're paying a higher premium for it. And then if you do go into a nursing home, they pay a benefit. But if you don't go into a nursing home, there's no benefit paid. It's kind of like a car insurance policy. You don't, you know, there's no benefit out of it unless you have a wreck, right? That's kind of how the traditional long-term care insurance works. But life insurance over the last several years has kind of morphed into another tool because a lot of the life insurance policies out there now will allow you to have a acceleration of benefits. So if you go into a nursing home, you lose activities of daily living, you can actually pull the life insurance benefit out to pay for that nursing home or even pull that out to pay for home health care. So that's one use that you can you know, you could say, well, hey, maybe life insurance is a tool that I need. Another way to look at life insurance is really, do I still have debt going into retirement? If you still have debt going into retirement, then yeah, probably having some type of life insurance to satisfy that debt might be a, you know, desired tool to have or desired thing to have. Ideally, you want to go into retirement debt free. But in reality, there was a there was a report done in 2018 that showed that 46% of homeowners at age 65 still carry a mortgage and 32% of the people age 70 and above still have some kind of payments going out on a mortgage. So that's a considerable amount of folks that are going into retirement that still have debt. And so you, having a life insurance plan to pay for that debt 
could be something that, that you wanted to do. Over the past five years, student loan debt that's being held by senior citizens has actually increased by 71%. So, you know, making sure that that debt is satisfied is one of the things that life insurance is good for. Yeah, it sounds like we're talking about a lot more than just life insurance these days. You know, I was supposed to give some money for a payout if I died, but there's a lot of good stuff going on here. 502-273-1188 if you have a question for Alan or if you want to contact him on the website, louisvillesretirementcoach.com. And so we're just spending some time talking today about some of these key questions you need to be asking yourself to determine if you do still need life insurance in your retirement years. And Alan sounds like a lot of people who are retiring probably have some type of life insurance policy in place. So what should they think about? Is this something that you can convert or change or what do you got to do if you already have one? Well, let me back up a step or two from that. But the typically when we start a relationship with somebody or a new family, one of the things that they'll ask is maybe they still are working and they'll say, hey, I got this life insurance policy at work. I don't know that I need it or if I should keep it or what the options are. So some of those you can convert over to some type of a cash value type policy, maybe to a term policy. Obviously, if you've had health issues, you probably want to consider converting that as opposed to just dropping it. If you haven't had health issues and everything's paid off, then maybe it's not something that you want to keep going into retirement. You know, you just have to kind of look at that situation. If you have a permanent policy or a a cash value policy, I think those are the things that you kind of look at and say, okay, well, if I was to cash it in, you know, what value is it going to provide to my families? Uh, does it have one of those accelerated death benefits on it to, that I could use for long-term care? Does it have enough cash value in it that it would pay the premium so I can stop paying the premiums on it? Uh, or is it, is, does, is it one of these types of policies that I could start pulling cash out of and using that cash for part of my retirement benefit. So we kind of alluded to this going into this segment about tax-free income. A lot of the cash value life insurance policies will allow you to pull money out of them so that you can actually pull them out tax-free. So you're not paying any taxes on that income. So how would it be to create some income into your, your personal economy, your life, you know, your income coming into your household that's tax-free? I mean, that that might be something that that you could do out of this life insurance policy for a period of time. It may not last forever, but it may last for a good bit of time to help you, you know, do some other things, maybe convert some some of your IRA to tax free uh, money or something like that. So I think there's a lot of questions that does come out of uh, a conversation about life insurance and whether it's still needed in your retirement plan. Is there a scenario you can see where a person definitely does not need life insurance? Yeah, obviously. I think that there's going to be things that that you could say, you know, you just really don't need to have that expense anymore. Maybe you're very successful in saving all your money and you've got a couple million dollars saved in retirement money or in money that's already been converted into like Roth accounts or something like that that's tax-free. Yeah, because I would think there's got to be some sort of level, like $10 million, sure, you you don't have to worry too much about long-term care costs or leaving money behind or wiping out the mortgage or replacing Mm -hmm. the income you lost. That's just wondering how high that threshold might be. But even then, when you get into the ultra-rich or you get to the high net worth clients, there are reasons why you might want to have life insurance there, too, to pay estate taxes. And to kind of soften the blow, if, that, if all that money is going to pass through to your family, that's all going to be taxable. Maybe you have a tax-free life insurance policy that's going to pay off at your death and then also pay some uh, tax-free income into the family so that they don't get hit with all of those taxes. So even at that, there are ways to build life insurance in there that can be used to help your estate plan. And I think that's the thing that most people kind of, as they start to build all this wealth, they say, I, you know, I don't need life insurance anymore. It's, I just look at it as a cost. We have to look at the other side of it. Is there other benefits that you can pull from it? Will it help the family on at my death or my demise? What's going to happen to, you know, all these assets that I've accumulated and as they pass on to my family, what kind of tax obligation are they going to have? So that life insurance could be a tool at that point too. All right. That's Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-273-1188. 
the website is Louisville's retirement coach.com. And, you know, I'm just trying to think of other factors, things I haven't thought of before uh, in this life insurance discussion. Is there anything that uh, I haven't asked you about or I'm not thinking about thus far? Well, there's one thing that I'll just kind of outline real quickly. And I know we're getting close on time, but the uh, I had a client, uh, this has been a couple of years ago that we worked with and, and we talk about this with a lot of clients. And this was one specific case that worked out really well. She lost her husband and she had a considerable amount in her own 401k. She had her own pension. She inherited half of his pension and she just didn't need the money that was in her IRA account. So at that time she was 68 years old. So she knew she was going to have to take required minimum distributions at, at that time. It was at seven and a half. So what we did is we set up what her required minimum distributions were going to be at that time. And which was, I think, around $68,000 a year or something like that. We reduced it by the tax amount that she was going to be obligated to pay on that required minimum distribution. And then we set up a life insurance trust for her two kids. So that life insurance trust was around, I think it was a $2 million, No, I have to take it back. It was a $4 million policy. And she was paying $45,000 a year into that life insurance trust. So a lot of people think of that and say, well, holy cow, I wouldn't want to pay $45,000 into anything on an annual basis. But think about the dynamics and the mathematics behind this. $45,000 a year for 10 years, that's $450,000 that she would put into that plan. At 68 years old, at 78 years old, she's got $450,000 invested in this life insurance policy that's going to pay her kids $4 million when she passes away. If she lives another 10 years, now she's got $900,000 invested into that policy. And it's still going to pay her kids $4 million tax-free when she passes away. So she could be 88 years old and still be getting over a, uh, gosh, it's over a 100% rate of return on that policy because when she passes away, that money is going to go tax-free to her kids. And she's using money that Uncle Sam is requiring her to take out anyway. And she's not, you know, she doesn't need the money. So and those are situations where you can do that. And Folks, for 35 years, we've been helping family members just like yours solve problems just like what I'm talking about. And maybe that's not your situation, but uh, and that may only be one in 500 families out there that's listening to the show. But there could be situations where you could utilize the life insurance coverage that you already have or a coverage that you might need to create a better plan for you. So one of the things that we talk about every week on the show is our Retirement 360 game plan. The game plan is a series of reports that you'll get by just calling in and going through a process that we have set up here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. You'll sit down with me or one of the advisors on our team, and you'll understand exactly, first and foremost, where your plan is now, what path your current plan's on. Is it going to be successful? We'll give you a rating. We'll give you a score of zero to 100% that you're going to make it age 95 without running out of money. That's called the retirement scorecard. Once you have that, then we'll actually go back and say, okay, well, what if we were helping you with this? Could we make it even better? Could we increase it or change it a little bit to make it a little bit better? That's called the retirement 360 game plan. The game plan has several reports in itself. First and foremost is the income plan. Where's your income truly going to come from in retirement? Is it just going to be a withdrawal strategy? Or are you going to set up some kind of a payment strategy out of your portfolio? And if you do that, what kind of tax obligation are you going to have? So we'll build a tax map. The tax map is what happens if tax rates raise in the future or, or if they lower in the future? How's that going to benefit your plan? So we'll look at that tax map as a, a separate report. And then finally, we'll have you sit down with one of our local attorneys to really go through a plan for you as to what happens when you pass away. Where's this money going? How's it going to pass on to your kids in the most tax efficient manner possible? Or how's it going to benefit your charities? in the most tax efficient manner possible. All of this is part of the Retirement 360 game plan in the bundle package. So if you give us a call at 502-273-1188, talk with John, set up a time to come into the office. We'll tell you exactly what to bring in and we'll build this plan just for you. All right, that's Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? 
Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. Call for a complimentary visit now. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I've got Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio with me. And he gets all kinds of questions. Sometimes it's through the show. A lot of them's through the office. Sometimes it's just an email or a phone call. And so we print out some of the questions that we think would be of interest on the show. And we're just going to go through the stack here. We call this the mailbag segment here. So let's go through our retirement 360 mailbag and uh, see what Alan has to say about these. First off, here's the first question. You ready, Alan? Sure. Says, Alan, I've heard you talk about annuities on the show, but I don't know where you stand with them. Do you like them as a retirement tool or not? That's a honest question. I'll give you an honest answer here. You and this is the I like the way you phrased that because you said a retirement tool. That's exactly what they are. An annuity is a tool. What and what we've seen in the years last ten to fifteen years is as pensions have gone away, this retirement tool, an annuity, has become a very popular tool to use to help protect part of your assets in retirement, but also to provide income in retirement. So to answer your question, we use annuities a lot of times in our planning. Not all the time, but we use them a lot of times in our planning to make sure that you know part of the money is protected. It seems to be a little bit more advantageous for folks that maybe didn't save as much, so you're protecting what you got, so you're not losing it. If you're a $5 million client or $10 million client out there, maybe, maybe it doesn't make as much sense for you, but you, know, you may like some safety too, so it could work. But annuities are a good tool. You just have to make sure you get the right one. And there are a lot of them out there. There are a lot of, uh, I guess, the way they're designed these days, you have to kind of be careful as to how they're going to pay out to you and what kind of you know, restrictions you have on them and everything. So what we do is we go through a, a laundry list of things that we're looking for when we're setting what, one of these plans up. And then we make sure that our client fully understands how they work and how we get paid on them and all that stuff. All that is all disclosed. Uh, as a re- registered investment advisor and a fiduciary, we got to make sure it's in your best interest first. So that's why we're going to build it that way to make sure it fits in your plan before you actually commit to using one of these tools. Next question from the mailbag says, Alan, can you have too much life insurance? How do I figure out the right amount of coverage? It's a short one. Can you have too much life insurance? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know that there are some advisors out there that that specifically all they want to do is sell life insurance. And, you know, life insurance is a commissionable product. You know, some of them pay pretty good commissions. So maybe that's why a lot of advisors will use them that way. But I think from a personal standpoint, one of the things that we're going to look at when we build your plan is what's the life insurance going to be used for? We had a segment earlier on another show that talked about life insurance as a tool and, you know, what kind of benefits they have. So if you've got one of these life insurance policies that maybe allow, a payment of accelerated benefits, meaning you get sick and you could use it for nursing home care, then maybe you keep it or maybe you take one that you've got and you convert it to one that has something like that. But sure, I think that you could have too much. You just have to really know why you've got the life insurance, what the purpose is for it, what you're paying for it. And if you want to keep that much life insurance, is there a way to do it more economically where you save some premium dollars or maybe you're good where you are, but we do a full analysis on that for everybody that comes in and goes through our process. All right. The phone number, if you got a question for Alan, 502-273-1188, the website Louisville's retirement coach.com. All right. I have a longer one here next on the mailbag. This one says my husband died about a year ago and I've been managing as best I can. I'm 
still not sure if his financial advisor is a good fit for me now. He got along great with my husband and was helpful in the immediate aftermath when my husband died, but we don't really communicate very well. Should I get a second opinion on my retirement plan? This sounds kind of a like personal, almost touchy question. Yeah, and I think that it is first and foremost, and let's express our condolences for your loss, and hopefully you're getting along fine. Changing your financial advisor is a big deal. And I would say that probably 95% of the folks that we start working with have a financial advisor relationship before that we start working with them. So it is a big deal. We don't make light of that. But I also think that it's, you're kind of hitting a good question here by saying, is he a good fit for me? Now, if you didn't have a relationship with the advisor that you're working with now, that doesn't mean you can't build one. It doesn't mean that you can't sit down with them and say, hey, these are the things that I would expect. I know you had a relationship with my husband, but these are the things I would expect. And if they're willing to meet those that criteria, then maybe they're still a good fit for you. But if they're not, I think that first and foremost, you have to feel comfortable with the relationship you have with your financial advisor. And hopefully uh, you can work that out with the, the person that you're working with now. Maybe they're, they've got a, a strategy that I guess he or she with your husband was working on, that he or she was working with your husband on to, to get your you know plan through retirement. I would sit down and say, hey, let's let's have that conversation. What was your all's plan? What were we doing? If, if you weren't involved, this is why we try to get every, everybody on the same page when we uh, start a new relationship. We want to have a relationship with, a, with both spouses and, and kids and everything else to make sure that everybody's on the same page. But if you weren't there, now it's time to, to find out, you know, what was the plan that you had? And if you still agree with that plan, maybe keep on working with this person. If not, if you have different ideas or it doesn't quite make sense with you, then I would definitely get a second opinion. I would bring it out to, you know, you could use us as a sounding board. We'll definitely do our retirement 360 game plan for you and put that together. It doesn't cost you anything, cost you a little time. But if nothing else, it would raise questions that you could go back to your financial advisor and say, hey, what about this? Am I protected for this? Or am I, you know, at risk on this? Or or what's the expense on this? Or you could, you know, you'd have a list of questions that you could go back to them and say, you know, answer these and yeah, we're, we're good or answer these. And maybe that's my key that I need to leave. All right. I got one more from the mailbag for you, Alan. Go for it. This one seems uh, a little easier because I imagine you've probably seen this scenario hundreds of times. It says, I want to time my retirement so I don't have a gap in health care insurance between my employer sponsored plan and Medicare but I'm mm-hmm. also getting really worn out with my job. Are there other options or do I just need to keep working until I can get on Medicare? Well, there are other options. Uh, health insurance rules have been relaxed a lot so that you don't have all of the same qualifications that you had years ago that you had to go through to, to make sure you qualified for health insurance. And I think the thing that a lot of folks that are working that have had group health insurance in the past and haven't been saddled with paying for premiums if you can get past the idea that your plan will pay for that, and again, you got to build a plan to make sure that this first, but if the money that you've saved will pay for two years, three years of health care coverage somewhere other than your group plan and other than Medicare, then maybe that's a, the strategy that you want to look at. You know, folks, we've been doing this for over 35 years, really helping people decide what kind of questions to ask going into retirement with questions to pose to themselves and find out if their plan's working. And we'll help you do the same thing. Our Retirement 360 bundle is a package of reports that basically will answer a lot of different questions for you. So let me go through them real quick. The first one is the Retirement 360 scorecard. The scorecard is a specific report that we're going to take your current plan, we're going to run it through our programs, and we're going to see what the probability of success is based on your current investments, based on your current spending, based on current inflation and taxes, all of that stuff built into the plan. Nothing from us. We're just going to show you what your probability of success is. It may be 100%. It may be 25%. So whatever it is, we want to try to get you to age 95 without running out of money. And that's what the retirement scorecard does for you. So the scorecard is a key report. It's going to kind of tell you, it's going to answer that one question is, am I going to be okay? Or is my plan on the right path? So that's going to answer that question. Next, we're going to look at say, 
our Retirement 360 game plan, which is a series of reports. But what if we got involved? What would happen if we were to be your financial advisor? How would we do it? First of all, we would show you how we would invest the money, how we might be able to protect some of the accounts, but also create an income plan. The income plan is going to show you where income is going to come from in retirement. So yes, you're going to have Social Security. Maybe you got a pension. Maybe you don't have a pension. How are you going to create income coming into your household every month that you can count on, that you can pay your bills with? That's what we want to create. It's called an income plan. Then we're likely drawing this income out of a sponsored plan or some kind of a retirement plan that you haven't paid taxes on. So what's your tax obligation going to be? You need to know that going into retirement. A retirement plan is not a complete plan without a tax plan. So we do our tax map. The tax map is based on your current investments. How much taxes are you going to owe Uncle Sam when you start taking money out of your plan? Where's that going to come from? How's that going to be paid? That tax map is going to show you that. And then finally, we're going to sit you down with an attorney to go through your will, your trust, your powers of attorney, all the documents that you need to have on point. So if something happens to you, your family's going to be okay. And it's going to take those assets and pass them on to your family in the most tax efficient manner possible. We call it the Retirement 360 Bundle. If you'd like to have one of these at absolutely no cost, you give us a call at 502-273-1188 and we'll set that up for you. All right. Thank you very much for your time this weekend, Alan. Let's do it again next weekend. You're welcome. This has been uh, Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. You're listening to Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.